Who? Carl. Carl. <laughs> Say the rest of my name. Carl Mosley Brown. Oh my God. Looking like Carl. A lie. Like Carl. With them eyes like Carl. Who? Who is that? I don't. I'm recording, so y'all need to stop talking about specific people. <laughs> no, you not. Y'all need to stop talking about whoever that was with them bug eyes. <laughs> stop. <laughs> they don't listen. Probably not. <sighs> they should. I be giving out tips on how to clean your skin up. <laughs> Baby. I'm talking just a little bit. It's probably something that you can do with uh, apple cider vinegar. Probably. Yeah, that's why at all times around here there's a red cup with a straw sticking out of it with apple cider vinegar. Didn't tell you what your mom did. She just kept telling me, I put the apple cider vinegar in the refrigerator so you can just drink it. So I go to drink it. And it ain't mixed with ass. That's just it. I got a gallon bottle. So I poured it into that little bottle. So, the before, so why is all this pouring? You poured it out the big thing into this thing just so I can put it in something else. She acting like that. So what is it? What is it you mix yours with? Water. Oh, oh really? We mix. Yeah, we mix it with water, uh, lemon. Uh, well, I use it for lime because I always have lime ready. Speak up, mom. Uh, hmm? Speak up. Cayenne well, pepper or uh, and uh, cinnamon. Mm. Well, I normally do like a, a couple of tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, a little do you? Uh, honey, do you and a little lemon. Take a shot in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Need to drink it through a straw because it corrodes your teeth. Mm-hmm. Does it really? Yeah. That's what they say, the Worst, oh, Worse than orange juice. Look at that. I just ran across this. Chip, what what Take a shot. Why is it in this? T.T. brought it over here. What is this? Tequila. Avion. You know, I don't trust everybody's stuff. Take a shot, coon. I'm weary. Me and my sister degrade each other uh, racially. I call her a coon. I got it from my mom. Are you just drinking it straight up? That's right. You gangsters over here. Yeah. Shouts out to Party Girl Mom. This is an interesting podcast right now. I have Bradley Lathan directly to my right. My mom, party girl mom, is laid up on the couch trying to whisper now and like <laughs> make faces. Don't be saying my name. <laughs> and TT has made a guest appearance. TT has been putting, so my mom, she likes to like give me little gigs around the house, you know? So no, TT, not gigs. She writes lists. That are beneficial to her. Right, but she, but she don't have the to. House. But she don't have to write me a list because as soon as she tell me to do something, I just hop into action. Is that why the bins are sitting here? And they no, were supposed to be no. gone. The bins are sitting here because TT been putting me off like she got a man. <laughs> I offered to come down there Sunday. She was like, "Can we do this? Can we do this Thursday on my off day?" And that was the second time she rescheduled. She doesn't like that. Monday. She did me like that. Whatever. Too. You rescheduled me. She told me she would come down and get it. 
I didn't have to come up. Come down and get what? I don't remember she what. She probably had some nigga up there <laughs> and a wife beater with a do rag on <laughs> and some dress socks with some flip flops on. <laughs> but now I know. This is what y'all talking about on the podcast. This is uh-huh. what we talking about now. <laughs> we talking about this now on the podcast. Episode 37 of the Rojo Show. Special guest, uh, Bradley, my little sister, a.k.a. Boogie. Um, TT is present, but she'll probably chime in at some point. And uh, Mom's not going to say anything on the show. She'll have a lot of shit to say after, though. <laughs> she'll have a lot of notes. Um... But yeah, so uh, this is a, I guess this is like a special brother-sister podcast. Is that what you want to call it, Bradley? Call it whatever. Please don't start getting clammy and shy. I'm not shy. I don't know these people. Um, I mean, <laughs> how many listeners do I really have? I have probably, I probably have 25 consistent real listeners. Now, the last, the, the podcast that got the most listens was uh, the one with Andrea and Hector, but that's because they Mexican, and they got a bunch of their Mexican cousins, and they second cousins. I had listens all in Mexico City and Guadalajara and all types of shit, so Look, I probably I need get to... You, I can get you some listens uh, from that island. From that island? Stony Island? Stony Island. <laughs> Blue I Island? friends over there. I don't know. You know, one of your friends claimed to be a fan. But I kept I kept challenging some of her points. I don't think she's gonna. I don't think she listens anymore. But it's okay. She could listen to it while she's like on the treadmill or at the gym or something. Is that shade? <laughs> That's <laughs> that a shade? lot of shade. Was he throwing shade? <laughs> I don't I don't use gay terms like that. Oh, is that a gay term? It's not a gay term, but like you know how. Well, and this is a topic I wanted to talk about. We'll get into this later, but. Like, Can you eat snacks on this podcast? Yeah, but don't crunch right into the microphone. Oh. Um, like, you know, like gay terminology is like hot now. You know? Like shade, slay, yes. Like all that stuff is stuff that kind of, you know, got popularized by, by homosexuals. Like gay culture. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it got popularized by them reality shows. Where do you think they got it from? They got it from their gay stylists and their gay makeup artists. Wouldn't somebody Uh, husband gay on that? I don't know. I don't watch it. I don't either. That's just what I heard. Mm. They say Kim feels husband. They jealous of her. Leave Trudy alone with them big old boobies. That's what they call on the show. Think it's insulting, but none of the rest of them been on no show. They need to call her Regine. (laughs) That was the best part. Was that her name on Living Single? Yes. Did you know that was um, Queen Latifah singing on the hook? Mm-hmm. In yes. the 90s kind of world, I'm glad I got You know, they, they parallel Regine and Blanche from... Well, I heard that's Golden who they was like, likely um, based on. I heard Living Single was kind of based on Golden Girls. Just a younger version of them, huh? I guess. But was what's her name a lesbian, too? Ooh. <laughs> the one that they based Queen Latifah on. She wasn't, she wasn't a lesbian, a lesbian on, the on the show. She, she kept went with Scooter. She, and she went, what's that basketball player name? She right. Like, Grant Hill was on Grant there, too. Yeah. She yeah. kept that live for a long time. No, we not, never thought it was a lie. Well, mm. they say that Queen Latifah and... Speak up. They say Queen Latifah and Paula... And Paula, what's her name? Paula Dean? No, Paula oh. Patton is dating now. 
yeah. Robin Thicke's an old woman? Yeah. If I was Robin Thicke and I heard that Queen Latifah was dating my new, my ex-wife, I might have to kill myself. That is, ain't nothing worse than that. Why? Why? Like the woman know. said on Dr. Phil today when she found out her husband was gay. He, she, you know, you can compete with another woman. You can't compete with, like, her husband was gay. So she's like, I can't compete with another man. Why? Women can do everything men can do, right? Right. Ain't that the new thing now? I don't know, but you know, Groupon, y'all, if y'all get on Groupon and scroll down long enough, uh-huh. it gets real graphic. It does. They be having sex what? toys on there yeah, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, they got like a, a, a mint that's a numbing agent for your throat. What mm-hmm. type of garbage? <gasps> that's, a, that's a good woman right there. They got a, they got a strap on oh with God. something for the woman that got it on. I never thought I would hear you say the word strap on. <laughs> You for, are really uh, bringing fire to this podcast right now. I'm on there looking for sushi restaurants. Oh, you found a sushi restaurant already. Oh my god, <laughs> it's, it's a, that's a hell of a roll right there, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, Groupon gets it cracking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what them girls over there that Jeffrey Pub be on. The Jeffrey Pub. Don't they got a big... Um, they got one of them big rainbow things in the in the well, window, Jeffrey don't they? Jeffrey Pub is a is a gay club. I don't know it. I just happened to. But I just didn't know that that I I just always envisioned just you know gay men being there. I didn't know it would be a bunch of gay a gay women. Mom, if you can talk, then talk. Oh my God. <laughs> God. I think you whispered quiet enough, bro. <laughs> Titi, why don't you come sit over here? Yeah, was that? I don't know. The big one. <gasps> oh, she was over there. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's I, why you can't tell, T.T. I'll, I'll keep the podcast going while no, my family okay. whispers <laughs> about family. No, I'm, I'm okay. No, we're not. I'm like, oh, no, okay. come over here, though, because you be having interesting stuff to say. Come on. Come on, Gwen. Clean that chair out for her, Bradley. This is my salute to National Women's Month. I got two women on my podcast. And um, three and a, two and a whisperer. Right. She, but like I said, she gonna have a lot of shit to say afterwards. Y'all should have talked about this. So you know, I don't know if that was loud enough. But um, TT, are you watching that OJ thing? I watched some of it, but not all of it. I, you know, I have to. I didn't see the last one, but okay. I saw all the uproar about it. I don't think I saw it. I think it might be a new one since I last saw it. You been watching the People versus OJ Bradley? You know. I am not uh, vested in the OJ trial, probably because I was not alive when all the hype was about it. You were alive. You was just real young. Yeah, so I watched maybe two episodes. It doesn't really interest you? It does, but I think the last one I watched was The Chase. Okay. That's all. That's no, the last well, one the most recent one was the all the, the race uproar. car. Yeah, all the, all the uproar was when they interviewed Mark Furman, and they was bleeping out all the facts. Well, they was bleeping him saying the N word. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, folks on TV was upset. They were saying that it was it's just it's just gone too far. Mm-hmm. They actually interviewed him. No, well, they had it. Well, or they was, was talking. All, it was all on Twitter and Instagram. Different people were tweeting about it and different stuff or whatever, you know, that they just thought that the show had gone too far and needed to be censored because, you know, they, first of all, they would, you know, I guess they won't blink, they won't blink it out of 
you could tell what he was saying as mm. far as the N-word. He was saying, have, when he asked Mark Furman, have you ever called anybody a nigger? You know, they, they could tell that's what he was saying or even though he didn't So they didn't out. want them to say nigger on TV? Well, they wanted it to, they want, evidently they had an issue with it. They wanted, he didn't say it on TV. You know, he he was saying they made they bleeped it out. Hmm. But they, they didn't saying, bleep it out on Underground last night. Oh, they did? Nope. I didn't see I have to see that. And see, I don't know where to find it or whatever. Underground. It's on uh WGN America. Hmm. And what is that? Some uh, subsidiary like MV, yeah. in, like so MTV two. Some hard to make it hard to find. Probably. Probably. Mm-hmm. Well, some that they make hard to find, sure, but some that they can also show it. Uninterrupted because right, it was no, no it was no commercials. Okay. Mm-hmm. Underground is the um, the show produced by John Legend. Correct. That's right. how they got the right saw that Kanye music in there. Okay. Um, about the I guess it's about a well yeah it's a, it's about a slave revolt or yep. is it just about the, the, uh, underground, the underground railroad? Them, them, uh, what, them. Well, me and Party Girl Mom. Party Girl do, Mom went went to do Sabo Museum. A couple of weeks ago. Whose museum? DuSable. Do we know who DuSable is? Jean-Baptiste DuSable? Yes. Yeah. Founder of? Chicago. That's right. So, we went a couple of weeks ago and saw the premiere, uh, private premiere, and the Aldous Hodge was there. And, and she say, I'm bougie, but they go to private premieres. <laughs> and then you see how she said it? Uh, and, and, then she, and then she crossed the her legs. legs. Right. Me and Cardi got mom went to the premiere at the Sabo Museum. Uh-huh. And, and who was there again? Aldous Hodge uh-huh. and Journey Smollett Bell, as well as her brother that does make a guest appearance in the show. Jussie. And um, Gabourey, Gab, what's her name? Gabourey Cinnabon. Woo! Gabourey Cinnabon. Precious. I'm glad you said it so I didn't have to. Precious. What a big ass. <laughs> what a big ass. Face, insert facial expression from a, part uh, of your mom. She, right. She's doing lingerie. You a damn lie she doing lingerie. <laughs> what, she, what is she doing okay. to it? <laughs> she modeling some. Because no. I saw a picture with her in a black negligee and her face was all turned up to the side. Let the church Look say no. <laughs> Let the church say no. I'm just sorry. I'm just oh sorry. Oof. But yeah, underground. Underground. It is. What's the, what's the, uh, the, the nigga that got the body like mine? What's his name? <laughs> the body like who? You know, the nigga who? If you're going to be quiet, be quiet. You uh, know. Aldis, you, you're, you're referring to Aldous Hodge. Right. Who is you know. the main character. The nigga oh, who. Oh, the one that, the one that yeah. made you. Okay. Right. But they say. They called him nigga all through that show. They say that it is. The Underground Railroad... They say the Underground Railroad has never been told. Mm. The story has never been told. Okay. So who was Harriet Tubman then? Oh, my God. In the under... Well, Harriet, what I'm saying is... Harriet Tubman is a fictional character created uh, by white... No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> you don't have to talk because I can't be looking over here to see your reaction on everything. Um, I don't know. They didn't mention whether they would make, uh, you know, mention of her or anything in it. But just, I guess... The process of the Underground Railroad, you know, because mm. they show on the following the drinking on the, board, 
Yeah, the song, yeah. and they show on the, you know, what's coming in the season, them, you know, going through tunnels and coming up in people's uh, fireplaces, you know, and stuff like that. So, I guess just how they how they got to Friend of a friend. I don't think they're, you know, negating or neglecting her part or her role, but they're just telling the story. Friend of a friend. Oh, so, it's, a, it's not true, then. It's just something made up. It's, it's not... I know what you're saying. It's telling the story of the underground. So, if, if Harriet Tubman... <laughs> ain't included. That don't make it true. No, I'm not saying. I know that. it's. In, I know it's International Women's Month. I'm just trying to get a clarification. And you know, it actually was supposed See, to be this international. Is gonna, I, I, I didn't mention this earlier. TT will get pissed if I don't. Uh, if if I speak too freely about um, about women's rights. So let's just That's let's right. just let's just sure listen out for that. What mom? Del- Delroy Lindo is is gonna play Marcus Garvey. Really? Where right. you get that information from, Devin? Um, we need we need a what more is that? Facebook. We need a more <laughs> seamless transition because that you can't just be whispering stuff out. Okay, that's okay. Right. Back to underground. Uh huh. Go ahead. Um, did you have an issue with the hip hop music being intermixed into the into the show? No. No. I actually thought that in the end, when they're uh, it's just a beat playing yeah, while they're going kind of, into the um. Is that it when they're going into the room where it's the, the right. guy the and, bl- and, and, and Aldous Hodge and the black guy? And the, the, the wait, the house nigga. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that Kanye joint. That's yeah. that black skinhead. I like I yeah. like that. I, I didn't have a problem with that at all. So then maybe that's part of what makes it seem to, I guess that's if they was trying to make it, you know, with the music. Mm-hmm. So it appealed to people, younger But not people. so much because they have, I mean, they, they play all the, they, they, they're standing around a, uh, where the baby was being buried, and they sang singing all of the you know traditional, I guess Negro spirituals or songs that you sang at that time. So I guess to a certain extent, they're trying to appeal. To but it's just black background music. Could it be? Could it be, an effort to associate hip hop, and the current state of young black people with the struggle and with some kind of sense of breaking free? Could be. Could be. Okay, here, here, Jared getting ready to go conspiracy theory. No, that's <laughs> you know, what y'all went through. That's not. I mean, a, that's that that very that well could be true. That's. I feel like young. I mean, right now. But my thing is, you think that's what? Uh, did you think John Legend as a producer? That's what he was thinking about when he did that. I don't know because I don't think much about John Legend. That's what I'm saying. You know, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm and just, I'm not a real big fan of Chrissy Teigen either. That's what I'm, so, I'm just saying. I mean, I, there's a part of me that just kind of thinks that he knows that Kanye West is kind of a lightning rod for stuff. And him being closely associated with Ye, mm-hmm. he just can get the rights to put some music in it. I also think that Ye might have charged him a lot for it because it's only about eight or ten seconds and there's no lyrics to the actual music mm-hmm. in it. It's just the music. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different ways to look at that, but um, mm-hmm. but uh, I thought it was I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I mean, I liked it, you know, and I'm I'm somewhat critical about um, mm-hmm. black stories about stuff because I hated that Butler shit that Mom made me watch. I love, that's because you that's because Jared was portrayed in that movie. He was oh that God. son, what that is- son that tried to be so highfalutin and was shame of his daddy for being a Butler. And that mama told him everything you got is because of that butler. I'm not saying my father was a... Uh, a janitor? Yeah. Okay. And, and yo, and take and your, your, and your, and your uh, trifling... What's, her, what's she called? Uh, that woman, that Jezebel. 
that holly. That was my favorite part of the movie. My favorite part was that son who I knew was going to get killed when he was talking about, where's this son? Where's this Black Panther party? Can I come? <laughs> you going dressed like that? <laughs> that was the best part of the movie. Yeah. And um, when Leah Shriver was boo-booing and having that uh, having that press conference because oh, he was God. acting like, what's that president? What's the president that boo-booed? Lyndon B. Johnson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I liked, I liked the story. And I think, I mean, it was typical. I mean, you kind of knew what Very was typical. Happen, but... I, I like the fact that the stories are being are being told, and I think for me, like when uh, what was the movie it's about the maids? Uh, help. The help. The help. I didn't see yeah. that like when the help came out, and we had a conversation about it in one of my classes. It's just like I think because I I come from a family of people that cleaned houses. Mm-hmm. Who? Grandma Dad's mom. cleaned houses. Aunt Cat cleaned houses. All of them, like, they, they all did, did that. It was a bunch of my, think- my grandmother on my father's side, I guess at some point, was a, a, was she a maid? Is that the what, proper term? What they call What they call them? The help. <laughs> she was she was they some help. Them day That's what they was. But I think she got, I don't know. I don't know. I want, they call them day workers. She was also <laughs> very fair-skinned. Which you know uh, probably oh, has something Lord. to do with with our Jamaican grandfather, <laughs> liking her and and um, and pursuing her as a mate, and that also has something to do with uh, a part of our family feeling some kind of way and making weird comments about Bradley's hair when she was born, and because you know they came out a little fairer skinned as well, but. You never know it by looking at their lives, would you? <laughs> <laughs> they, they live a real niggerish life, don't they? <laughs> Very low life. Very niggerish. But, uh, I don't give a damn. Come see me. But yeah, the story's being told just because it was, it's, I mean, it happened. It's an actual part of history. Granted, the stories may not have been told correctly or how we all would have wanted them to be told. That I get all that. But there are many black people that are producing the stories about black people. So mm-hmm. you can't be mad that a white person is producing it and saying, hey, this is how I want to portray it and tell the story. I like Selma. Selma was better. Selma was okay. Selma was better than what? The butler? I thought so. I like, what's that fine black man that was in there? That tall one? Who did he play? Which one? Not the one that played um, Martin Luther King. No. Because he's African. The tall Common? No, he oh was black. God. I wish Common could act as well as pe- women think he look. He's, he, he's a little short. He's getting better, though. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's had, some, he's had some coaching and some stuff, so I think he's getting better. Mm. He's, he's better than he was when he was in that movie with Queen Queen. Oh, oh, my God. That was a wish. I wish there was somewhere that I could go to to get a refund on the hour and a half of my life that I spent like watching end, that shit. Like at the end, when she gets on the phone, and he didn't came and found her when she was interviewing. He she gets on the phone to call the uh, call the other team, and he's standing there like, "So really, you really gonna just get on the phone while I'm talking?" Like, oh my god, <laughs> that was horrible. It was bad through that whole movie. Oh my god. Oh, the one movie, I, the one movie I might. Ugh, I don't even know if I, the one movie I would possibly give him a try on is that what is it called Love, 
where he was like a hitman with the little boy yeah. or something. And Alicia Keys was in there. I think so. Uh, yeah. I would possibly give that a try. But then he didn't. He didn't really do a lot of talking in that movie. Did right, he? but he just got that mean face. And, yeah, and he it's did it's the used in a part. way where he I think can. He gets messed up when he try to talk. Listen. Even they can't make his lines short enough. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the guy when he was like, in, hold on, let, let me get these jokes off about him not being a good actor, okay? Because when he was in that Terminator Salvation movie, oh, I didn't see that. With too. Christian Bale, who is a hell of an actor, right? And then you got Common, his one line in the movie, my brother, is he okay? And he messed that up. <laughs> And then he was in Wanted with uh, with Morgan Freeman and Angelina Jolie. They showing his face all through the trailer. This nigga had three words and like some facial expressions. And that was it. But his face was all through the trailer. Oh, right, right, right. No right, shade right. to Common. I like Common. He was good in that movie, but he didn't talk that much either. He didn't. Right, right. Definitely. If he just do the action and don't speak, he's sure. okay. Top five Chicago rappers of all time, yeah, without a question. Uh-huh. But um, that acting shit, mm-mm. <laughs> no sir. Mm-mm. The guy that played Ralph Abernathy, Coleman Domingo. Let me see a picture of him. Who is Coleman Domingo? Which one is he? Right there. Oh, because I was looking at Wendell Pierce. Oh, so he's did hilarious. you all look at a? Uh, um... oh, I don't know him. I don't really know him. Uh, the Netflix movie that what they Netflix kept saying movie? that uh, Idris Elba should have got an Oscar for? Beast, Beast of No Nation. Nation. I've never, Party Girl Mom it. saw it. I saw it too. Did you like it? Huh? She's nodding her head. Yes. Barely. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, I didn't see it. I, I need to see it. There's a bunch of movies. I didn't see none of them Oscar movies. Except Mad Max. Them. I didn't see I didn't see any of them either, but I saw. Well, that wasn't in that wasn't a contender for an Oscar though. No, no nation. but it was. I feel like it was good enough. I feel like that that movie not being snubbed by the Oscars could have something to do with Netflix because the the Hollywood and the film industry is not feeling Netflix. how popular Netflix is becoming. Well, I don't think they're feeling how popular any of those streaming things are. Right, yeah, for uh-huh. sure. For sure. Netflix is definitely the biggest one. Like Hulu, I don't know if they do movies. They do a lot of TV shows. Oh, okay. I don't um, know about Hulu. Yeah. But, um, I didn't see that. Did you see, did you watch the Oscars? Did you see Chris Rock and his monologue mm-hmm. and stuff? Okay, mm-hmm. well, we won't I, talk about it. I talked about it a little it? bit last week. Yeah, I watched it. I think he could have went harder. Yeah. I think he could have went harder. He, but you know what I did watch that was funny to me? That that was what was it they had um, the uh, what was it the NAACP Image Awards yeah and what was so amazing to me was people that have actors you know A list black Hollywood actors that have never shown up before were they they were there this mm-hmm. year you know Who there was Will those? there was Jada there uh, was Anthony Spike oh, okay. there was Spike Lee there were all these people and they kept showing them in the audience. But years and years before, they've never shown up there yeah. before. And then I was just so gr- glad that, what's his name? Michael B. What's his Michael name? Michael B. Jordan. Jordan. Yes, Michael B. Jordan won the awards as opposed to Will Smith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. And my thing, I hated the fact that, was that the award show that um, Empire won everything on? Yep. I hated it. Because Taraji P. Henson wins her fifth award in, the, in, in a row. And I just, Terrence Howard wins his fifth award in a and row. I, and, you know, and I have an issue with that as well, too, because I feel like... It was, it was enough black stuff out there mm-hmm. where it could I'm only letting them get all this shine because it's International Women's Month. Keep going. Uh-huh. Don't you, stop. I you know what I'm saying? And I think, and I, think I was spread out. It could have been. And I think I was already turned off by Taraji because she hosted the um, the, 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 the celebration of gospel. Uh-huh. She was terrible. I agree. She was terrible. Terrible. And yeah. something was wrong with her outfit too. Her shirt was coming open or something. And I just well, showed them old titties. I don't think everything is for everybody. <laughs> it's or whatever. Not. You know what I mean? And I don't think that was for her. I, and I, I don't for think... whatever reason, I feel like she's. I feel like she's very typecast. I feel like she. I, I don't feel like she's played any roles that have stretched her as an actress. I feel like everything she does is kind of typical. Really? Like what? Give me an example. Who she played in? What was that diary? What was that Tyler Perry play movie she was in? I can do bad all by myself. Um, what was the one? The other one she was in with Terrence Howard. What is that? Hustle and Flow. Wait, 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 wait. Hustle and Flow. She was a whole. Hustle and Flow was raw though, and that's probably that's one of Terrence Howard's top three roles ever. I'm talking about her though. I'm saying all of her characters aren't really that. Far off from one what another. What was that? She was okay. She, listen, we live in the hood. Okay, go ahead. She was. Uh, she, she did was, a good accent. Yeah. DJ. She and then she okay. did some did singing. You see her in uh, what's that? Uh, you know, it's hard out here for a pimp. When she was in Benjamin mom? Button. Yeah. She was only in there for five seconds though. And was that? Was she, she was in some movie with Alicia Keys where she played? Um, she went undercover and she was supposed to be killing some people or something. No, I didn't see I'm that. I'm trying to... I mm-hmm. can't think of the name of the movie. Yeah, you know, well, she was in Smart Guy. She was on Smart Guy. Apparently, she was on an episode of Felicity. I don't know about all of that. Great. And, but uh, she was on the TV show, too. Not I think Blackish could have won a lot of stuff. Yeah, Blackish could have won something. I think... Uh, what's his name? Could have won something, too. They won stuff. Uh, what's the other show I'm talking about? The one your the one uh, your mom don't like. Empire Power. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I likes Power. I've spoken about my issues with Power in a past episode. You go. You go find it. Yeah. O- Omari Chadwick. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Who is not Latino and need no. to stop acting like it. Do he act like he is? Latino? He's trying to speak Spanish and all this other stuff. But you know what? Use a nigga. He gave a uh, he gave a really good. Uh, Shout out thing to Denzel and his wife. Oh, really? Yeah, because he said they were very, very instrumental in uh, helping him with his career. Because oh. he said Denzel and his wife pretty much let him live with them when he first came out to when he was trying to become an actor or something or the other. And they knew him well. The, the way they got to know him was because he coached or did something with one of his sons or something okay. or the other. And he was trying to do acting. And he said at one point he had, you know, trying to do that and stuff. He did. He was almost he was homeless and they let him live there. They and they even bought him like a car or whatever. Listen, mm-hmm. Denzel is a real G. Yeah, he is. He's a brother for real. OK, you ain't never heard of Denzel in no silly mess. He talked about, I don't know if you ever seen that um that interview of him on uh, Facebook where he talked about 
how he had to turn down his role about uh, the nigga they couldn't kill. Mm. Or some where they tried to hang him and they tried to shoot him and they tried to do all this stuff and he he kept living. Mm. Um, one of his sons, because, you know, one of his sons is on Ballers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got a... I don't know. I think he's got two sons. I, I know for sure he has at least two sons. Yeah. But one of them got a scholarship to Morehouse? Or some, yeah. He got a scholarship, and they refused the scholarship. They was like, look, get that to somebody else who needed. We got money. We can handle it. So, like, Denzel, I mean, he ain't really never had no questionable roles. Mm-mm. I mean, he gets stuck with that same thing that all black men in Hollywood get. Like, he, he's always in these movies with white women. As they co-stars, where they don't end up juicing, they don't have no sex scenes and nothing like that. But um, from all indications, I mean, he's a pretty real dude. He's about to start producing August Wilson's um, all of August Wilson's plays. Yeah, I saw. I've read something about that as well too. Or whatever. Jared, yeah. which one of those did you do in high school? I did a couple actually. Um, oh. I did the piano <laughs> lesson. I did a. Um, I did a monologue from Gem of the Ocean. I did a monologue from My Rainey's Black Bottom. You know, uh, <laughs> Miss Bennett, rest in peace, was really big on, um, you know, doing uh, African-American plays, specifically those of August Wilson. We did do that um, Antizaki Shange uh, for colored girls who... Um, for colored girls who consider suicide when the rainbow isn't enough or something like that. That's sad. That's the saddest stuff right there. That's just a sad, sad thing. What's sad? That move, that 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 poem, that movie. Yeah. And Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry, once again used it as an opportunity to show the possible depths of ratchetness of a of a black man. Thought that I personally thought I've read Uh-oh. excerpts from the, the actual uh, play, Uh-oh. and I watched the movie. But I think that it's something that everyone should read. Or speak up, speak into the mic so we can hear this foolishness. I'm joking. Okay, I'm so whatever why, why? I should read, just for a level of understanding. I think a lot of times. When, when first of all, when the movie came out, my mama told me I was crazy because I watch it all the time and I come back and I try to have real in depth conversations. I agree. <laughs> she told me she not time for that mess. That is okay. something you need to watch once in your life, and that's it. All I know is when I went to the show to see it, I was sitting in there, and it was some other ladies that were sitting next to me, and that lady said, "Ooh." I can't wait to this over with. <laughs> this is the worst and the saddest movie I've ever seen. I didn't look at it as sad. She was like, ooh, I just, she was. What she, wasn't sad about it? Don't I the man drop the baby out the window? Well, that's because he's crazy. He's certified um, crazy. But I just feel like with all the stigma around like, um, black women and black people in general and like emotional disorders or issues and stuff that they deal with like I feel like it kind of explained certain things you know what I mean Mm -mm. (laughs) 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 what what certain things did it explain speak on it don't get frustrated 
They can't no, see him. No, so like in the no. like in the in the monologue that uh what's her name? Indiari. No, she wasn't in the movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I just see her being in it. <laughs> what's her Which name? one? The big one. Listen everything. What's her name? And shouts out to India Irie. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Loretta Devine. So okay. Loretta Devine does her monologue, or one of them, and she talks about how, you know, whenever when she found out there was a such thing as a as a as a black a bitter woman or whatever, she tried so hard not to be that. Uh-huh. And it's like I think a whole lot of people or a whole lot of women to a certain extent really try not to be that, but there are so many other things that push you to be that. So it's it's always I feel like a constant struggle. Oh, okay. Not to be bitter. Not to be, but in so many instances, sometimes you have to be bitter or you have to be the stereotypical angry black woman in order to get certain things. Like what? Tell me what being bitter gets you. I'm not. I'm, I don't mean bitter, but I mean any of those stereotypical roles, I, like the angry so, black woman, for instance, mm-hmm. or you know the, the stereotype that black women are always are they're loud or they're you know what I'm saying. It's certain what certain reasons that we we you mean, have to be. We that. don't know how to treat a man. We all well, I don't know about all no, that, but, but I'm just saying yeah, those are yeah. the things that they you know how to treat a man. Say, those are things that they we'll say that say. we'll say that. He just but gave I, me a look. I, I, I domineering like and all and, that. Right, and domineering. And I feel like in certain instances, you have to be. For me personally, it, I, it a lot of times during undergrad and grad school, it was it was hard to be in a classroom where I'm not only the only black, but I'm also the only woman and in a room full of white men. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, if, I, if I'm not loud, if I'm not over the top, they don't listen. They don't mm-hmm. hear you. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I remember specifically it was one class and my teacher in that class was a Latino woman. And we were going around, we were picking roles to do some group project. And I think I volunteered to be to take the notes. And she pulled me outside of class that day and told me, Don't you ever volunteer mm-hmm. to take notes. She a real nigga. She told me that's what they expect you to do. She a real G. Mm-hmm. So in, in, in some instances you have to be. You have to be louder. You have to be more dominant. You have to do that in order to get people to listen to you and take you it serious. You have to be what There's they, no, you have to be the bitch because you know that's yeah. what they say black women are. You we gotta just, be the bitch or you bitches. can't just you can't just be loud and assertive and nice. But then when you loud and assertive loud and assertive, that right there means oh here she comes right. be in bitch. So mode. the nice but that's women still You know, ain't nothing ain't nothing a man hating more than a bitch that they should know everything. Black or white or Mexican or yellow or brown or whatever the hell. <laughs> Captain Kirk ain't really like that green bitch on Star Trek. <laughs> yes, he did. That's because she ain't come on there talking. If she had a came on a starship, what's up with these curtains? Why this nigga got pointy ears? He'd have kicked that bitch right off on that planet. <laughs> oh. Party girl, your, party girl mom is offended by my usage of the B word. Yes. <laughs> you waited 45 minutes in to ask if it's oh, for real? Lord, I just I just couldn't imagine. Oh, this is real life, baby. This is real life, baby. And people mm-hmm. listen. People yeah, mad people it's mad that it's not posted yet. I was like, oh wow, okay. Yeah. So they might be a little yeah. So what else we gonna talk about? You wanna talk about Zoe Zaldana? Oh, we with can that, with that fake nose and that. Well, first of all, first of all, I'm gonna tell you this. This Uh-oh. is I say, Uh-oh. wait to see the movie. Uh-oh. That's all my thing. That's that's the way I feel about it for real. What, mom? 
She, my party girl, this mom whispering shit? says with an attitude and her hand moving and her neck rolling, she ain't going to see. I ain't paying to see her mother effing thing. <laughs> I don't, I don't have an issue, I guess, with seeing it. I'll probably get it on bootleg. I'm not going to pay to go watch it, but what? I'm, I'm personally. Because, of, because Zoe Saldano is playing yep. Mina, the very, Mina yep. and yeah. it's and because it's so many, because it's so many other women that, first of all, aesthetically just fit. Why are you going to go and put this woman in blackface? Maybe because they couldn't act the role as well as she could. Is it blackface? Can she act? Yeah. I don't see that she can Have act. you seen Center Stage? She was Latino. She was the, no, she was the black girl in Center Stage. Eva Rodriguez? Eva She's, Rodriguez. That's her name. In center stage. She's not the black girl. There are no black girls in center stage. Right. That's what makes her the black no, girl. No, she ain't the black girl enough. This is some garbage. There are, there are multiple layers. Let me let me kind of corral this for a moment. <laughs> let me let me bring a cool male head to this conversation. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm cool on this one. There are multiple layers to this yeah, Zoe Zaldana. This is, this is, this see? Is, see how she just, she how she just stepped like, on my conversation oh, like Hillary Clinton do Bernie Sanders? See how she stepped on my like like Hillary Clinton do Bernie. There are multiple layers to this Zoe Zaldana playing Nina Simone thing. First of all, Nina Simone, for obvious reasons, because of her political connects, because of her um, um, adverse opinions to white culture and being being a revolutionary. She sang Mississippi, goddamn. She is on the back burner of black artists and black figures and whatnot. She is not going to be mentioned in the conversation. I mean, I've spoken about this before. When you think of black people um, that get taught about on the mainstream, all you really think about is Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman, not even Harriet Tubman, uh, Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, who are kind of in the same, very, very close to each other. Uh, who else? Malcolm X. You barely get about Malcolm X. You really just hear that, you know, him and... You really just hear him as the a adversary. as the adversary to Martin Luther King. You don't hear him as a hero. Um, W.E.B. Du Bois. Somewhat. And I guess from now on, you'll hear about Barack Obama. Right. None of which are very... None of which, you know... Um, uh, revolutionary Negroes of today or conscious Negroes of today. Nobody that we tout very highly. You're not going to hear about nobody in the Black Panthers. You're not going to hear about um, Mega Evers. You're not really going to hear about Malcolm X in the true form. And you're not going to hear about Nina Simone. So with that being said, in order to make a movie successful, you have to get somebody... Number one, that is somewhat notable to white people because white people, you can't make a movie that white people aren't going to go see at all because it's not going to get funded. It's not going to get released. I mean, Don Cheadle proved that. Have you heard the thing about Don Cheadle's movie about Miles Davis? Mm-mm. When it comes, Don Cheadle produced and directed, produced, wrote and directed that movie and it couldn't get funded until he inserted a fictional white character after he inserted this fictional white character, that's when people started to give him money for it. Oh, wow. So, apparently there's a... Um, I forget who plays the part, but there's a white dude in this um, Miles Ahead movie that is not real. Oh, 
Okay. Didn't know Miles Davis, but that's what he had to do to get the movie funded. So I feel like Zoe Zaldana was the only black actress that they could get that would garner that much attention for a African-American figure that, I mean, we even as black people don't mm-hmm. really talk that much about. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do I think it's right? No. I mean, do I think she's the best person for the movie? No. If they were doing, If they were doing a TV movie about... Nina this Simone, is, they definitely get somebody back. This better. is my question. I mean, to to portray a person in a movie, you have to look like him. Yes, Jamie Foxx ruined that when he got when he when did he Ray. Did Ray. Because I mean, he could be one of Ray's illegitimate kids. Like he I, was. I, and I, I even think I think Will Smith did a good job of Ali. I understand that, but uh, this is this is my thing. Let's we can go back to we can go to uh, Denzel and Malcolm X. Denzel was how many shades darker than Malcolm X? Yeah. Malcolm X was high yellow with bright red hair. And and uh, Denzel but, was neither one of those. But his acting made you forget about those things. Right. So who's to say Zoe Zeldano can't do the same thing? Because I saw the trailer. Trail of I Lisa saw the trailer. Well, we've seen the trailers and that nose looks very glued on. Well, I'm saying that's because they're trying to make her look like Nina Simone. With the nose. They couldn't, did a, they couldn't do a better nose? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm Shop- just going to interject. Oh, shit. When I saw the trailer, not only did she look heavily made up, she looked very skinny, and she is a very small woman. Nina Simone was not. And aside from that, she said she see no color, so I don't feel like she could even really get to the essence of the person she was because she see no color. Everybody to her is all the same. Mm. Okay. And I've spoken. That's my thing there. I've spoken about them, them hidden racists that talk about not seeing no color. That's bullshit. If you talk, if you ever short interjection, if you ever meet somebody and they talk about they don't see color, then they are not realistic. A damn lie. To the differences they are. and the similarities between people, they're, they're not open to culture at all. That is some liberal bullshit. To make you think that they are nicer or more accepting or more progressive in their thinking, when actually they're 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 miles behind. Well, my well, yeah, you true. You might be right about that. But back to the movie. Either way it go, I don't think it's gonna make that that it's not gonna be a, a box office smash. Either way it go. No, not at all. And I not also think because I don't know how many people actually watched it that are planning to go see this movie, but just because they just released a documentary about her on Netflix. So well, a lot of people are, they, they've been reintroduced or introduced to her for the first time. And then this is, this is the, this is the depiction of her that you're putting on the big screen. Hmm. But we don't know what that depiction is. I saw the trailer. That That's just a true. Okay. <laughs> it trails her acting. <laughs> that is not good. <laughs> Have you seen the trailer? No, I haven't. We'll show it. I wanna, I wanna say, I'm, I'm trying to think of who that fake nose looks like. It looked like something off maybe in living I'll, color. Maybe like that picture I painted. <laughs> oh, Probably stop. It looked like something off in living color. Okay. I don't know. I mean. Um, and I mean, I, I don't know. It, maybe listen. it'll be good, but. Uh, you turn kind of turn people off. They should have got that. the dude that did uh, 
Miss Robert, Alfie. No, Robert Downey Jr.'s makeup in Tropic Thunder. Because that was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> I thought I was the only one that oh liked that Oh, my God. What you mean by you people? I thought I was the only oh one that liked God. that Party girl mom said they should have got Maddie Johnson's song. To do what? Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> to do what? To play Nina Simone? <laughs> you know he lost all that weight. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. And, right? and lost half of his mind, too. <laughs> you think he wears Spanx? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mom couldn't be silent on that. He probably wear them really good, that really good compression garments. He's classy. What? what? Spanks are classy? That's no, he's classy. So oh. he's not, you know, with his new physique, he's not going out any kind of way. He's got mm. the slay. Oh my god! Come on, ladies, now let's get information. <laughs> get information. And, and then, information. And, 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 and his makeup contour just right. Hey, hey, we're not going to talk about uh, EJ on this show. <laughs> EJ. EJ Johnson. You know, you know, you know gay niggas be having nicknames and stuff. Mm. You know. My name ain't Derek. It's... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. But I really thought I was the only person in this family that liked Tropic Thunder. No, Tropic Thunder is it's hilarious. hilarious. The hilarious. whole movie. Yes. Party Girl Mom wants to say that is some bull. Yeah, you know, I, that, who was it? Because, you know, I got that on uh, on DVD. Listen. And I tried to, and I can't get nobody to enjoy it but me. When Robert Downey Jr. says, I don't get out of character until we do the director's commentary. <laughs> <laughs> That How you think I feel? <laughs> <laughs> Tropic Thunder is great. It is. I'm so glad somebody else see that. <laughs> see that but me. What you mean, you people? <laughs> yeah, I know that's right. That was good. Yeah. Um, Tom Cruise doing that dancing. Yeah. That How about the way that the dashiki is coming back? I showed mom a dashiki tunic with a hood. I saw that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like a tunic. It comes down like to the knees. You got the, you know how tunics mm-hmm. come up on the side and has a hood on it. A dude was wearing it? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I just I was w- going to send it to you. They got floral length ones. I just want to publicly say on this podcast with the support of my parents and my family, and always helping me accentuate and appreciate my blackness. I've been rocking dashikis since I was seven years old. Okay? I got pictures to prove it. The same one, right? The, the, same, <laughs> the same one. The, the one she brought back from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. I wore it. Bradley has worn it. Whole family is worn it. Deborah wants her grandkids swaddled in it. We've been down on this black shit, and now the, now it's trending back around. But it's not even in it. In it, it's really it really is trending. It's not even a real understanding That's of what, what so about of what it really is. It's just hey, everybody's doing this. Let's jump on the bandwagon. Let me go buy a dashiki. Let me um, learn how to perfect this twist out. Or let me let start me, listening to Kendrick Lamar. Like, let me go give me, you know, like, that's what it is. It's not, let me go give me a long African print skirt that I can wear. Like, it's not even really an understanding of what it's all about. Mm-mm. Because if you look, if you look at, 
I mean, if it was the true understanding, then it wouldn't be so much violence. You know what I mean? That's true. Because it wouldn't be so much black on black violence. I think we have to tell you. I think we need to start celebrating Kwanzaa. Our family. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. You know, uh, Doctor Malana Correa created Kwanzaa right around the same time. Mm-hmm. Black Panthers was out and all oh, okay. that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's, Thanks he's, for bringing it up in March. I'm just, I mean, I'm yeah. sorry. We can no, be I'm prepared joking. for I'm December. Being, I'm just yeah. being a jerk. I'm being a jerk, Bradley. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Don't, don't no, cry. No, but me. I'm just saying, if, if there was a true understanding, then they would, they would understand more You're right. about the unity that's, of that's y'all true. as opposed to us just out here, you know, they, killing each other because what? Somebody didn't speak to you the right way. They looked at you the wrong way well, or you know, something or the other or whatever. You know, niggas need respect. No, I don't know. I'm joking. I don't know what they need. They need psychiatrists. Very much so. <laughs> that's no, what they, they need. need to have been parented. Yeah, that's true too. Well, I, I mean, the issues with the parenting will bring us to a Hillary Clinton conversation, you know, because her and Bill enacted that crime thing, which is, you know, gotten a lot of niggas locked up right now. Got three strikes. Which is, you know, removing the ma- the black male from the household. But Couple the question is, was he really there? Um, I, I think, think so. Period, I think in a, Some in a, of a, might a, have been. a, a yeah. period of time he was. But I also do know that there are men that use that as a crutch. Well, the white man been trying to get me, tear me away from my family, and I can't get a job, and I can't. Yeah, it's always, and I feel like some of them do use it as mm-hmm. an excuse. True. Mm-hmm. But, but, when you, but when you look at things like, you know, I mean, when you look at the fact that you can you know, women can't collect welfare unless there's not a man in the home and like those kind of government implemented programs and shit. I mean, it's meant to not only, not only separate the black family, but to kind of keep it and make it somewhat beneficial not to have a man in your life. That's true. And then you get down to the, the women that don't have a man in their life. Then they son is they King. And you're, 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 you're putting him on a pedestal that that he can't reach just yet. And then you're raising some little soft nigga because let's, let's not even go there. You know, let's let's not even talk about that when you see, you know, mothers bringing their 27-year-old sons in places and, you well, me, mm-hmm. bringing them into where I work, buying their glasses for them. And what you want? Well, you know, he's, you know, well, you know, no, I ain't getting him if I can't get no transition or whatever. So whatever mm-hmm. he want. I mean, but you 27 years old, no job, no nothing, and your mama got to come pay for your stuff. And what mm-hmm. you need glasses for? You don't work. You need to see for. You don't read. <laughs> you don't work. You Never. Don't and it's just, and I mean, I, I do. I think it has to start with the parents and different stuff like that. But they don't. A lot of these parents don't take the help that's offered for them. They don't take a lot of the stuff that that's that's presented. They don't use it the way that it should be used. They, no, all of them look at a lot. Well, not all, but a lot of them look at it as a way as they look at it as a come up I can get money for this money for that and then they still do what they they want to do and yeah. they're not using it for what is set out to be used for That's like right. I, you know all the all the excuses and the comebacks I get when I presented a student with a scholarship to go somewhere where kids dream of going and I'm letting I'm offering your child an opportunity to go for free you all know one of the parents told her daughter and she came up to me and said Miss Bradley, my mama told me you called and told her that it was canceled. Just because she didn't want to get out of the bed on a Saturday morning to take her daughter to a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah, that's messed up. That's where you need those mothers like um, like Freedom Riders. 
Oh, you need a mother like Miss Ovetta that's going to get her kids on the bus. It don't matter what time it is. They at church at 7.15 in the morning on a Sunday, you know, because they've given them an opportunity to read scripture or do something. Or I know a lot of parents. I got a parent that this is her daughter's second year of my program. She's at every rehearsal. She'll ask me, what's the song? She's going to rehearse at home. Whatever. Because they understand that it means something. And it and it's beneficial. Yeah. Well, yeah. You keep them involved in something. Yeah. Then that keeps their mind focused on something positive as opposed to a bunch of negative stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... I think because how old is this mother? She, she'd be considered in our generation, right? Yeah. I think this generation is like that, um, like our generation is like that, um, like it, it's, it's, it's a couple things. It's a mixture of the things that we wanted to be into and wanted to be involved in that our parents may not have found beneficial or uh, thought of as a, a viable career option. Mm-hmm. And then piggybacking off of that, it's like we're getting out of that whole thing where like the the measure, jobs yeah, like the, the you know the measure of, of a black a successful black man is: do you wear a suit to work? Is you a doctor? Is you a lawyer? Is you this? Is you that? You own the business? Mm-hmm. Or like it's more like like black people, white people have like long let go of that whole model. Mm-hmm. Like it, you know, you can if you have a good idea. You can make a living off of it as long as you, you know, have a good plan, right. have some funding behind you, blah, 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 blah. Like, you don't have, like, that's what kind of irritates me with, like, they have all these pictures on Facebook about, you know, uh, look at this positive image. It was a hundred black men in front of this charter school and all of them is up there in suits. And, like, we're presenting the same model. Mm-hmm. Like, find something that you're really interested in, that you're really passionate about, that you know your friends are interested in, or it's a, it's a need for it in your community, and, like, or, capitalize on that. And I don't even think they always look look at what else there is out there. Like, you have so many girls now that do hair, or they do makeup, or, you know, they want to design clothes. But there's so many different avenues for you to do that. Sure. You know, you can be... Um, you can be a clothing designer for a dance company, for a, you know, for people, you you know what I mean? Or you could do makeup for actors or actresses or things behind stage that they don't, they don't even think about. Or I want to do hair. Okay. Do you want to create your own hair products? You know? What kind of hair do you want to do? Exactly. Like there's, again, with this whole Hollywood thing, like that's the thing that I look at when I look at all these girls talking about I'm a makeup artist and all this other shit. Like, is your only focus to make to make women prettier or to make them look not like themselves? Or can you step out of it and make something more creative with it? Mm-hmm. No, what about even just being personal assistants and things like that or whatever? You know, those are, those are, uh, those are things that, well, per se, I never thought of myself as doing mm-hmm. because it wasn't something that was just necessarily... You know, being someone's person. Yeah, but isn't that what um what Portia is on Empire? Is that her name? And she Cookie's personal assistant, uh, Aaron girl. Yeah, something. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, mm-hmm. this is very interesting because although Portia is Cookie's assistant, <laughs> we know. Well, I wasn't going to Empire we, or whatever. Sure, but realistically, mm-hmm. if you are a personal assistant as a female, mm-hmm. your boss. Seven times out of ten, gonna is going to be a man. 
And with this whole, you know, this whole circulation of quote unquote feminism and, you know, the strong woman not being, you know, quote unquote subservient to a man and starting your own like secretaries and personal assistants, like that's not shit that they really looking to do. And I mean, even in in that aspect, you also get around to, um, you know, that whole um, like sexual, uh, uh, what is it called? Sexual harassment mm-hmm. and what things like that. I'm just saying there are a lot of instances or cases like that where you're the secretary and you got a man that's the boss. And there's so it's such a fine line, you know, women. And I feel like because of feminism or womanism, whichever, it's a fine line. Like, it don't take much for you to say to a woman for her to want to say, oh, that was sexual harassment. Yeah, man, but like that's some bullshit. But that, a lot that, of could, that, be, that bullshit. could be the same thing with a guy as well. Yeah, too. It don't, but you know, but I I think when you look in when you look how for, how is it I'm the same thing as a guy? Huh? How is it the same thing as a guy? I mean, oh, a guy can say the same thing about a woman harassing him. What's a woman in? You know, just just I mean, I mean seriously. You, yeah, I'm no, I'm not. Well, I'm just saying seriously. You know. There could be a woman, you know, let's just say me, and someone could possibly not find me attractive, you mm-hmm. know, in in the in the weird scheme of things, if that was possible. Exactly. In some alternate they, universe. Uh, in some alternate universe, they might not find me attractive, but I am their boss, mm-hmm. and you are my assistant. And that guy could say, well, you know, and I could be coming on to him because right. I think he whatever. So it could that could be sexual harassment in that same tone, too. Mm. Very you know, true. I could brush up to brush up against them or do whatever or say, you know, well, you either do this or tomorrow your job will be this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But you know, but being being a secretary and a personal assistant or something, it depends on who you who you doing it for and what the money is involved in. It could be a different kind of thing. It's not the same thing as what it used to be, I don't think. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, of course, it's always about opportunity. Like, I mean, because mm-hmm, you know, you could, you know, say I want to be a personal assistant to the stars. Yeah, but and not until you, can... you gotta have a resume. Yeah, you gotta be a, a personal assistant to a bum first. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So, um, TT, do you know white people that act like black people? Mm, no, I don't know any personally. It's certain things that turn me off about a person that just make me not even want to get to know them. Bradley, you know some white people that act like black people? <clears throat> hmm. I don't think. Not, no, not personally. I've, I've encountered some. Have you seen, T.T., you, know you might not know about this. I know you do. Because I'm going to get to you in a second. So, um, Bradley, you know about Damn Daniel? I've seen it. I have no idea what it is. Okay, so two little white boys from California um, started, one of the white boys started taking a video of the other white boy's gym shoes mm-hmm. and saying, damn, Daniel, like, you know, hollering out of sneakers. And um, it got it got popular real quick. It went viral. Mm-hmm. And Ellen had the two boys on her show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they talk about it. You know, one of the boys was a surfer, so she bought him some top-of-the-line surfboard. Ma, mm-hmm. you know about Damn Daniel? And uh, mm-hmm. the other boy got a lifetime supply of Van sneakers. Okay. 
because um the last shot was like some all white sneakers and he was like damn Daniel hitting him with the white vans again okay so um you know it, it hopped on the internet caught on to it quick you know everybody mm-hmm. was posting damn you know I even called myself saying damn Rojo at Bradley's show when I took a mm-hmm. picture of my boots or whatever um it was a fake pair of white vans that had got posted on uh, on eBay that were supposedly the ones the boy had on in the video mm-hmm. instantly was getting bids of like $30,000. Oh, wow. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. But it had me paying attention to Ellen. And um, these white boys got this thing going viral and they were immediately on Ellen's show um, gaining more notoriety. Like I said, one of them got a lifetime supply of vans, gym shoes mm-hmm. or whatever. So then I watched this other video of Ellen, and she had um, Hugh Laurie on the show. Hugh Laurie is House. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, I don't know if you know, but he's British. Okay, yeah, I do. So they were comparing um, British slang to American slang, quote-unquote okay. American slang. And um, he said something, and then her first example of American slang was Flossie. Um, and then her ne- uh, the next one was Badunkadunk. And then it was about three or four of them, but all of them were were black terms. Terms that, you know, black people have created through, you know, our our creativity with language and our, our slang and, you know, mm-hmm. jive or whatever. And um, it just got me to thinking, you know, Ellen has this whole dancing thing and... Um, and all of the all of the slang terms that she had, you know, appropriated or whatever, were all at one point black terms, mm-hmm. or or all more popularly known as black terms. And mm-hmm. it brings me to two things. Okay. Number one, um, black people have shit that goes viral every day. Mm-hmm. Every day, they've never been featured on Ellen's show. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. Except for um, Stitch. Who was on? That's her black dancer. No, she just had a little. She just had a. She just had um. What's that? What's that little boy that sell the cookies and stuff? I um, can't. Add, yeah, I can't remember what. She did name. have the the little Jamaican boy who was doing the workouts. Well, okay, she had. And she, she introduced might, him she to, just uh, had someone to recently Usain on Bolt. That, uh, that uh, him and his mom do well. He started some. Uh, cookie thing. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know if it's called Coolie Cookies or something or the other like that where he has a cookie company and all the ingredients and all this stuff is all natural mm-hmm. and whatever, whatever, whatever and stuff like that or whatever. But yeah, she featured him on there. I'm going to have to put on my radar. Because mm-hmm. that, that slang thing really bothered me. Because it, I don't know. All, like I said, all of her slang words that she was comparing to like British but do, slang. But do, uh, but do white people really have any slang? Do they really have yeah. any? What? Like what? Dude. Who says dude? White people say dude all the time. They still say it? Yeah. Oh. For sure. Douchebag. Okay. These are all white terms. You see it? Oh. Anyway. Uh-huh. So, my second point of that is... Okay. I remember being at my mom's company party a long time ago. This is when she worked at PageNet. And it was this white boy who uh, all the, I don't know if all the chicks liked him, but he he acted like a brother. Like He had like a Caesar cut 
He wore gym shoes. He had bang in his car. Bang is another black slang word for speakers and loud music. Mm-hmm. Um, but I looked at him and I had a thought. Even in my 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 young age, I was like, "There's going to become a, there's going to come a point where the white masses replace black people with white people that act black." And it will be enough for them because they can carry on things like slang or they can carry on certain stylistic characteristics and things like that. And I see that a lot because I listen to this podcast and I, I listen to it slightly begrudgingly because they talk about a lot of they talk about they use a lot of black slang. They talk about a lot of um, black pop culture stuff, but they don't talk about black social issues. So my question is, should white people that appropriate black culture, should they also have some kind of feeling about black issues, black social issues, black political issues? Well, do they really know to speak on? I mean, how can you be so engrossed in one part of the culture and not recognize another? Well, are they are they just really that engrossed or are they just mimicking what they see? So should they should they be called on it? Uh, no, I don't think it really even matters because where you feel like they would, they're they're trying to what is what did you say where they would just replace us or whatever? Mm-hmm. There's something innately about us that they can't replace because if they could have replaced us, they would have done that years ago. Well, they can't. I mean, they can't. Repl- well, they can't replace their. Um, their you're motivation about, or their inspiration. The, you talking about the black culture as a whole, right? No, not, not well. I don't because we ever changing, right? But if there's if there are white people that can kind of latch on to those things, those like um, they don't have that that um, is that the innate ability to change like that? They don't have it. They don't have. They don't. They don't genetically have that creativity to. Uh, reinvent themselves as much as we do. I agree, but they have the way, they have the the wherewithal and the resources to present it on a wider scale than we do. Okay, well, they well they they present what they want to present and our social and political issues, they don't care about. No. So why should they try to pre- present them on any scale? They but might- should we, shouldn't we feel a way about that? Shouldn't we feel a way about them Speaking, um, you know, uh, culturally, like hiply about Kanye's album, and but how um, many of us really know? Of how many of us really know how many white people are talking hiply about Kanye's album? Who are they? Who are they to speaking it? Who are they having those conversations with? Other white, white people? people. Okay, but they're yeah, having so. But I'm okay. That's why I'm saying it's all surface then. I uh, I guess. Because, I mean, just say you feel a certain way about it. I definitely I, do. I know you feel a certain way about it. You feel like if they don't immerse themselves in the culture... Then it should they, be all the way around. It should be all the way around, but they're not trying to do that. They, they feel like black culture, the ones that are trying to grab on and portray it a certain way to other people... They feel like that's that's the happening thing. That's that's what's going on at the moment. That's why they 
grab on the hip hop. That's why they grab on and want to talk about Kanye and Jay Z and Lady And you know, those are cornrows. Those are boxer braids. Right. Those right. are boxer braids, Bradley. You, right. Do you see what I'm and see? And then they have those surface conversations with white people that don't know. They are trying to get into a, a room full of African Americans and blacks, or they ain't trying to get into a room with you. On the on the on the Rojo show, we we use the term blacks. Okay, but they ain't the descendants they, of slaves. Okay, blacks. They ain't right. trying. Well, first of all, they ain't trying to get in the room with a bunch of you. Damn and right, I, they I, not. That's what I'm saying. They not trying to do that. They they not. And then let's be for real. All they really know about it, any of it, is from what they get from social media. Okay, so then why aren't people at the top? Why aren't they looking for black people to talk about black shit? Why are they, they looking for these white people who? What people at the top? Okay, let me let me talk about it without talking about it. So there is a okay. So I have a podcast. Uh huh. Um, eventually I'd like to start a podcast network, okay. right? So my, this is Shy Rojo presents the mm-hmm. Rojo show. Gotcha. I'd like to have, you know, like my boy Gus, right? Gus watches movies. He's like a big movie critic, TV critic. So like, I'd like to have a certain podcast where like either me and Gus or Gus and somebody else, they just talk about movies. And like, I'd like to have another one where like, uh, you know, me and like my boy Tim or my boy Lamont, okay. we talk about sports. So okay. that, that would make okay. me a podcast network. Okay, I got you. There is a podcast that I listen to mm-hmm. and a podcast network that I subscribe to. Okay. Where there is a show where they talk about pop culture issues. It's two white guys. Mm-hmm. And they use terms like, you know, that was on fleek. That's about to blow up. They speak very fluently in, you know, current Negro slang. About Kanye's album, mm-hmm. um, they try to talk about the OJ show, or you know, uh, but you know intricacies about you saw the last episode mm-hmm. about um, you know the Chris Darden mm-hmm. and um, and Johnny Cochran situation. Mm-hmm. They can't talk in depth about that because they don't know, you know, and they don't want to appropriate those kind of issues. Like they were so they were so intrigued by that um, by that you know conversation or the the um the relationship between Chris Darton and, and Marsha Clark when she he was talking about he didn't want to bring Mark Furman on the stand because of the way it'll well, look from him. You know, how come you don't uh contact them and ask them to be a guest on their show? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because I, I underestimate the power of my podcast and my voice and I don't think that I'd be I think they'd look at look at my little podcast and not not think shit of it. Well, okay, they can look at your podcast and not think nothing of it, but I mean, you asking to be, so you're saying just because they would look at your podcast and not think nothing of it, they would invite you to be on their show? I don't know. Maybe not. But I just, I don't know. I, li- I listen to a lot of podcasts and I see that white people attempt to make comments on black culture or black events or black issues, and they have one friend that may be... Um, that may, you know, have played on a sports team with some black people or may, you know, hang out with a couple black people. And in their mind, they're getting and like somewhat of an authentic look at how black people think about something when they're not. They're getting they're getting a black perspective through a white person still. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying. Or invite them on your podcast. Maybe I will. 
No, but I'm just saying, or whatever, you know, to to since you want to speak on it, let's let's talk about it. Let's 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 get it out there, or invite me when you want to talk about, uh, you know, black social issues or whatever, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell them I have a little podcast. You might not think much of it, but I am after you. I am black. That's damn and right. And I have some. Cause uh, you, how do our family go, Bradley? We go black. We go mama, grandmama. Great grandmama, slave. Okay. <laughs> That's our family, baby. First black, first black mayor of Arlington. Wasn't he the assist, maybe he was assistant mayor? What oh, are you talking about? Don't Uncle f up James my story. Yeah. yeah. Vice mayor. Vice, vice mayor. mayor. Something they do down south. <laughs> right. No, <laughs> no vice mayor. <laughs> All right. We just hit an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, um, we went over? Yeah. You got anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm good. Bradley? No, we want to talk about how Grey's Anatomy. It's, uh, thank, it's TGIT. Oh, okay. Me and Bradley will have to do another podcast because I really had some brother and sister things I wanted to talk to her about. Um, we had some set issues like um, how me and Bradley could never date. Never. Um, Y'all could never date. Cause like, she don't she don't know how to treat a man. Oh, okay. He don't know how to treat a woman. Mm. Any girl that's dealt with me know that ain't true. Goddamn it, ain't that Gross. right? La, la, la. <laughs> Gross. Oh, <laughs> um, this is drinking off you, my I know you ain't talking, Bradley. I, every time you say that, I want to say something so bad, <laughs> so bad. And if I wasn't a real nigga and couldn't hold water better than anybody in this family, I swear I would. That's the um, that's the rumor, or not the rumor. That's the truth in my family. Don't nobody keep a secret like Rojo. Um, episode thirty-seven of the podcast. Thank you so much to my lovely lady guests. Celebrating International Women's Month, um, Bradley, aka Boogie, um, Gwen, aka TT, um, and Party Girl Mom silently interjecting from the couch. Um, as usual, you can find me on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Facebook, uh, Shy Rojo, or Facebook at the Rojo Show, um, Instagram, Shy Rojo underscore one, Twitter. Uh, just Rojo. Email me some questions at uh, the Rojo Show at gmail.com. Uh, listen in, you know, get your day started off right. And as always, if you're not sharing, you didn't have this bag for you. hey, 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 you can't, you can't interrupt during my during my sign off. Oh, I'm sorry. You gonna help me say it, Bradley? As usual, if you're not sharing, you're not a fan. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.